Welcome back to 30ish Going on 13. My name is Patty, and I have not done this in I don't know why I'm reviving this, but a part of me has been itching to kind of come back and document a lot of the conversations I've had with friends that I've met along the way. This season, I will be talking to old friends, new friends, and see how everyone's been doing. It's year three of the pandemic now, and I'm not sure if things are going to get better anytime soon, but has had an incredibly large impact on everyone with lots of people having learning curves and growth that I haven't seen. I thought it would be interesting to revisit that. As for myself, yes, things have changed since the last time I recorded. Uh, I'm still in Singapore. I think I'm still working for the same company, but in a, in a slightly different role. And I still don't know all the answers to a lot of things and I'm still figuring things out as I go along. But I've definitely felt growth as a human being and just trying to figure out how to navigate my 30s still and feeling quite like a 13 year old on the inside. This first episode came together quite quickly. I recorded it on the weekend before the Lunar New Year, and that means lots of people are coming in and out of Singapore, but there's also a bit of a downtime. And I was lucky enough to talk for a hot second with my good friend Ami, who I haven't seen in a while, given she's been all over the place traveling. And so I've always looked up to Ami in how she is an incredibly driven and ambitious individual who when, once she sets her sights on something, she, she manages to do it. But over the past couple of years, I've also seen a lot of growth in her, and I thought I'd ask her about it. I feel incredibly inspired by her vulnerability and how she's able to just put herself out there in whatever arena it is in her life, and maybe that's something I could learn from. Here's my conversation with Ami. I hope you enjoy it. Now I'm joined by my friend Ami, who I've known for a couple of years now. We yeah. met through a common friend, and it was at a time in my life when I was traveling a lot, and yet we kind of made time for each other because she was also traveling a lot, and we ended up meeting in Jakarta. We mm-hmm. went on a trip to Myanmar when we trips did. were a thing, uh, and now she's just literally come back from a trip Sri Lanka because you know the COVID is over and we were just chatting about the whirlwind of a of a trip she's had and just how we've changed since we first met and so Ami welcome to the show yeah thanks Patty the come a long way even when you were mentioning Jakarta and yeah Yeah. remember the bars that we used uh-huh. to go to in Jakarta. Bars. Rooftop, yeah, rooftop bars. bars. I know. We were a lot cooler, maybe, back then. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think when I first broached having you on the pod, I think you were the most enthusiastic to just be like, yes. And <laughs> I guess that's what I, I, I love about your, willing to be, your willingness to be vulnerable, not just in, in a relationship, but with your friendships and just like really experiencing things cards on the table and just you are quite 
frankly, one of my most fearless friends. And your experiences over the past year has been incredibly inspiring to me. Is this something you've always been, like, fearless? And just, like, you know, a, a willingness to be vulnerable in any situation? Or is this a new thing for you? This is such a good um, question because if you had asked me this six, seven years ago, so let's say uh, 20s, I wouldn't have believed you or me. So I think I was um, trying to mask my vulnerability. Mm. I was basically trying to basically show to the world that I'm trying to be flawless. Mm. I basically have a shield Mm. of confidence and uh, it's kind of like the fake it um, until you make it. And I didn't want to show my vulnerable side. Mm. I think it has to do a lot with how I was brought up. Mm. So, for example, um, I'm Japanese, which means that you, I think there's a lot of uh, poker face that you need <laughs> to kind of uh, maneuver through. And it's, I think there is a societal thing where you're expected to be independent and okay. You don't share your burden. You don't share a lot of the vulnerabilities with the people around you. Um, also, I think the fact that I am the eldest child plays a part. Mm. So I was uh, very conscious that I needed to be, I, I basically needed to kind of uh, pave my own path and try to just be, yeah, be, I guess, fierce in a way mm. uh, with everything. So, like, I was very conscious of hiding that vulnerability. Obviously, I had. Uh, a lot of anxiousness. I had a lot of doubts and worries in me, but I remember I was consciously trying to just hide that. So mm-hmm. the fact that you're saying that I'm able to sort of share my vulnerability mm-hmm. and the fact that you um, recognize that, I, I find that fascinating and I actually like it. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm honestly, ever since I've known you, it's always just been like, no, I'm going to go for this. And then it happens. I'm like, I love it. I, I mean, you were in grad school when I met you. And you said, like, obviously, seven, six, seven years ago, you, you felt like you would be a different person. What do, what do you think changed? What, what brought out this, like, fearlessness and just, like, willingness to be vulnerable? Anything in particular? Yeah, I think the, one of the turning points or the biggest things is I was always a curious person. And being a science girl, mm. it's all about experimentation. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to try something. If it doesn't work, you go another way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you're wrong. It doesn't mean that anything's um, going to go wrong. It's just, you just find another way. So I think I kind of went with that curiosity mm-hmm. that, dr- that drove me to different things. I think actually grad school was definitely a turning point in the sense that I couldn't, for example, believe that I got into, I guess, one of the best schools in the world Mm -hmm. and uh frankly i know i I knew i wanted to go to studies but i just didn't think i was capable to do anything like that and then i applied to six seven schools Uh, magically i got into all of them and that's when i was thinking that wow like maybe if i can do this and if there's a lot of other people doing this maybe i can do more things and that those were kind of the little steps that i started taking and it's kind of like moving the wheel little by little. Mm. So you do one thing, it works out, and you feel like that becomes a momentum to do something else. 
Uh, and after grad school, I started becoming much more active in, in say, sports, like water sports. Mm. I was very far away from water sports. <laughs> but I started doing like wakeboarding, wake yeah. surfing, yes. diving, all these things that I thought that was very alien to me. Mm. And what happened was I started excelling in them. Mm. So even when I go diving these days, um, and I've like dived dove around the world, mm -hmm. And diving instructors are telling me that I'm really good. Yeah. So you just have these like pockets of inspiration. You just keep on doing the things that you like, and you're like, hey, I can, I can do this. Yeah, yeah, you can do this. Yeah. I mean, when I first met you, yeah, we we did some wakeboarding together. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not very good at it, but it was fun. And, and I think I've always had fun with you doing very randomly weird and new experiences, especially <laughs> our very unplanned trip to to Myanmar <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which which is always like a nice sense of adventure but 2021 2020 mm -hmm. 2021 obviously we all kind of got this upheaval with covid and do you feel that accelerated things further for you because i like that you said that you know you were just always experimenting you basically ab tested your life and was always optimizing for <laughs> the best results but i really saw a ton of growth at least during the covid years the, the earlier years of the pandemic because i felt like you really had like exponential like hockey stick growth <laughs> then i don't know yeah i would say so i think it i think covid had an impact for for everyone in different ways but for me there were also a couple of crucial events that really changed my life so one was um i started my own company mm -hmm. and didn't go as well as i wanted to be and i think there was an effect of covid so mm. i was very excited about starting something new and then in a matter of months the business landscape changed and that was very tough on you know people starting to do something new mm. so there came a lot of feelings of failure the feelings of uh, losing control over everything that you were trying to do um, and i had to kind of swim to get out of that so that was lesson or experience number one. Mm. Experience number two, very, very different angle, but I also spent a beautiful relationship where I think in terms of the stages of a relationship, um, it was the furthest I went with anyone. So I started living with a, mm. with a partner and that changed my perception about how to live life so it's a it's a cold living mm. uh, codependent lifestyle that i had uh, and that changes the way that you i think uh just live in general whether it's the concept of having a home even through tough times uh being able to care for each other so that was another big big learning mm. that i just didn't have before yeah. and then the last one was probably about this concept of how to how to sort of design your life forward mm. and i think this is this is probably a theme for everyone in covid because you start thinking about what kind of life do i want even in very difficult times where you you may not be able to see your family and friends um you're pretty much locked in at home sometimes you start kind of getting the essence of what are the pieces of um things in life that makes you happy and for me I it really hit me that I need to have 
stability, some sense of stability, uh, a sense of home, mm. uh, and also that relationships I want to hold together. So I had a lot of reflection time during COVID. <laughs> Didn't we all? No, but I think to your point of having a sense of stability and a sense of home, last year, I didn't see you for like five months because you were all over the world. And I was both super happy for you and also super scared for you because the anxious side of me is just like, Ami has no plan. Ami doesn't, where is Ami going next? Like, I was like, what? She's in Georgia? Like, what? She's in Turkey? It's a super inspiring dude just because I knew you as this person that would literally have the entire itinerary down to like the last minute. And you were making choices that were so brave. And I was just like, who are you? But also in the best way possible, like so much growth. Like, how did that affect your like sense of home and like stability last year? So these are contradicting because I I wanted the stability, but the reality of the of last year, like you said, I was traveling all over. So I think I was staying in 12 different places mm-hmm. uh, no seven countries five months jesus one suitcase oh my goodness <clears throat> so i it just happened to be that i took one decision to well first see family and then uh travel the world and it was one event just leading to another mm. and it was some 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 events were good mm-hmm. some were kind of forced mm-hmm. but what i kind of what kind of kept me going was that well there was one of course the excitement of travel but the second one was some sense of reassurance and and i guess self-confidence that yeah the journey could go on mm. so yes i had like a grand kind of a grand plan mm. um in my mind to say that okay so i will you know go to this country in this month blah blah but at the same time there were also these pieces of fluidity Mm. that there's no way of planning because and i think the fact that there were the travel regulations were changing every three days um added to that so there was just no point in planning anything so i think those kind of events start shaping the way that you think that Mm. Even if you try to plan, everything's going to change. So you might as well not and then see how it goes. And I think that was, I think, a big change that kind of grew on me like yeah. last year. No, I think that's amazing because it really, I think that's where I really saw your transformation of your being able to just be incredibly flexible with these things and just be like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to New York. I'm like, yay! Or like, so I think it was just, I was both in awe and also just really, like, I couldn't wait for you to get back and kind of get rooted down for a hot second before leaving again. I... Now, obviously, you're back from a... I mean, it's just one crazy trip after another. And literally, yes, like, two days ago, you just got off the plane from Sri Lanka. A country you've been to once before. But this time around, it was a bit different. Right? It was. Yeah. I got invited uh-huh. by a boy. Oh! <laughs> so I met this boy, Ami. Right before you guys left for Sri Lanka, I met this boy. And 
this one came off as incredibly warm and charming and also unlike the other guys that I met what is it about him that like really drew you to him because it was quite whirlwind it was yeah. it still is it's... <laughs> it still is but he is a beautiful soul but I think that is also I have to say it is a commonality with mm. a lot of my exes um, or, or the boys that I had in my life that they are genuinely good people mm. This boy, I think, is very expressive. Yes. And, and very people-friendly. Yeah. And he has such a good energy around mm. him. So I guess, um, you, know, you know, when people date, or at least for me, you, I, I get drawn into the energy. Mm. I think that is really important. And also, I like, I like the, if I like the way that people are around other people, that is like a big, big bonus point, whether it's, you know, like a, a boy relationship or even with friends. Yeah. So, so that was a big uh, thing. The other thing was that um, he has very strong, great values and principles that I, I look up to. Um, I think he is much kinder than I am. Stop, I stop think. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really do. And I think he is, he has these, yeah, like quirks, of course, but he's very value-driven. And I think it's very um, rare to see someone who is so open and be willing to kind of like live his life according to, to values these days. Because it doesn't, like, I think nowadays with society being like this, everyone is much more guarded. Mm. They care about what others think. I've met people, guys, who are a lot more, let's say, money-driven or classy, mm. or they're very surface. But I, I think I saw something very different um, in him. And, I mean, you guys are quite new to dating each other, but you go on this trip together, and I feel like trips are great ways to, it's like a crash course in someone, because you get thrown into different situations. Is there anything you learned about each other, or about yourself, or about him? That that you probably wouldn't have learned so quickly or early on because you know you wouldn't have been on a trip. Yeah, yeah. and I think so. There's there's a couple of things. Yeah. So again, trips are a great way, yeah. great way to find out about each other. I think for us it was way too early <laughs> to go on this trip because we were still in the stages of getting to know each other, and, and it was yeah. like literally like a crash course, but. What I found out about myself is, I guess I, di I didn't realize things about myself and my personality that has accumulated over the years. Mm. So we just spoke about the fact that I was basically traveling freely, mm. um, I guess, um, fiercely in five different countries, one suitcase. So I'm, I'm well-traveled mm. and I can take care of myself. But then I had this other person who was basically tried to create this beautiful trip, <laughs> the itinerary, and show me a really great time. And I felt so uncomfortable. <laughs> and it's it's so it's and it was so strange because it was I mean it was it was beautiful the way that it was planned. But I felt like I was um babied. Mm. I felt like I was being treated like a kid. Mm. And and suddenly it hit me that it was not the uncomfortableness was coming from the fact that I didn't feel independence. I was basically losing control. Yeah. The fact that 
this sense of independence that I was building over the years was becoming like this clash uh, when you are traveling with another person. Mm. So I wasn't used to being taken care of anymore, which is a very like strange feeling. No, I mean, that's so true of how we kind of build this fortress around ourselves and just like are so incredibly self-sufficient because we have to be that when someone else steps in and is like hey let me take care of you it's like no don't do it but it, 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 it ended up okay yeah. yeah and and you start recognizing the niceness and the kindness um and the support that you have around you and i think you know that leads to that vulnerability that you yeah. were talking about in the beginning yeah. that I think with some people, especially the people that you trust, you, you can be vulnerable and it's, there's nothing wrong with that. I can't imagine us saying this a couple of years back, but <laughs> it's true. What, what, do you, what are you looking, I mean, you're here, I don't know how long you're here for again before you hop on another plane, but what are you looking forward to this year and not just in this new relationship that you're in? Is there anything you want to do this year, anything you've you're looking forward to given all these things you've learned about yourself yeah so this is a question i'm still pursuing to be honest but what i know now and i guess from the piece of reflection i did through you patty mm. is i'm trying to be much more aware of what i want and what's good for me going forward i think that as much as I've learned the past few years, there was a lot of um, big compromises I think that I've made, which mm. is not a bad thing. Yeah. But going forward with relationships and also even choice of work, um, how I also how I'm also around other people, I do feel like I need to kind of pin down some of my flags and kind of shape life that's you know, that that will go well with what I what I want in the future. It's still kind of vague but i think the well yeah well, i guess another big learning is that i think i'm becoming very very comfortable in a way with this ambiguity which is insane it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy but yeah i think it's this flexibility uh the ambiguity i think it could take me to very interesting places no for sure i mean as an anxious person, this is like giving me the heebie-jeebies, but I think it's it's super duper inspiring because again, I've known you for a, a while now, and the again, the transformation is so apparent that it it shows me that anything can happen, and mm -hmm. we are all change is inevitable, and you're just really going like I can't believe I'm saying this about Ami, but you're really just going with the flow, and it's amazing, oh <laughs> right? I wouldn't. Annie, go with the flow? Oh my god. You know, six, seven years ago, I was like, where is the flow? What is this, what flow? Is this flow? What is this flow you speak of? No, and I think that, that's, quite, that's quite amazing. And I, I can't wait for you to like, experience all the lovely things that, coming, that come with going with the flow. Uh, yeah. Our other friend, Chatna, would be very proud. She would be. <laughs> <laughs> Until I get her on this. Yeah, no, so... I I wish you the best on this journey of really just figuring things out because as much as it seems like we've learned stuff from the past, does it also feel like we're still, I don't know, do we have our shit together already? 
<laughs> I don't know. I feel like I still don't have my shit together, but I think that's a never-ending journey, right? Yeah. Of just I think no one has their shit together. <laughs> I think Fair. that's the biggest learning. Like, yeah. you talk to other people, you talk yeah. to anyone, and, you know, on the surface, it looks like they have everything, you know, going on mm. with uh, work, family, relationships, everything. But then you talk to them, and everything's falling apart sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, the earth is on fire. There's a pandemic. Who's got their shit together? <laughs> yeah, I think just really day by day. And yeah, grateful for the support of yeah. friends like you who help us give a semblance of home and sanity mm. in this crazy world. Thanks, Ami, for joining me. Thanks, Patty. I, I hope to have you back here after, I don't know, your next trip. Because <laughs> who knows what that adventure will bring you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would love yeah. to. Talk then. Thanks. And thanks for listening to the first episode of the second season, goodness, of 30-ish going on 13. Uh, I guess follow me <laughs> on Instagram at 30-ish going on 13 and on Twitter under the same handle. And let me know what you want to hear about. Uh, I hope I get to continue this. It's, it was very cathartic for me doing this a couple years back, and I hope it brings me that same sense of release and a good way of looking back on my year and how I'm living 2022. I'll catch you guys next time. Thanks. Thanks.